0: Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gaptooth Genius. Welcome back. This is going to be the 59th episode of the okay. Shoot That Shit. Don't worry. Shit. The shit. You'll get the shit. Get the shit. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gap Genius. I am your host, founder, creator of the STS Shooting This Shit Podcast. Another episode. Thank God for it. This is going to be episode 59, y'all. Cannot believe we're on the 59th episode. I remember when we did the first episode. And I want to give a big shout-out to all the returning listeners. The show is nothing without y'all. New listeners, welcome to the show. Make sure you guys follow us on the STS Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And, man, it's kind of cold out in the field. So if you guys need those STS sweaters, those hoodies, to make sure that you and your old lady are nice and warm, make sure you contact me. The only $25, y'all. Two for $40. we are trying to make everything right here. We got DJ EC3 shirts and sweaters hoodies it's we're trying to put the brand on right now it's been highly highly successful y'all i can't believe that we're making you know something that started just at home with the podcast and with the dj business it's becoming something really um fun it's becoming something that's um you know it's it's feeding us it's gonna keep us full and we're still grinding because we're never satisfied we're never really um uh I guess we're never content with where we're at, and I think that's what you know. That's what we. That's what everybody should stand in life. I think we should always want to strive to get more, and I think that's what we're gonna talk about talk about a lot on this podcast. Try to say that five times. We're going to talk a lot about that on this podcast today. We're trying to strive for more, y'all. Uh, I know episode 58, we talked about Tank Davis knocking out Leo Santa Cruz with a vicious knockout, y'all. And man, I appreciate everybody listening. It means so much to me. I know we were just a couple days away from the 2020 election, and now we have a new president-elect, and we're going to talk a lot about that today. That's a big topic on today's podcast. And um, I know we went over propositions with California, and we might get to that. If we have a little bit of time, we're going to dive into that also, which we actually should do, just to recap on on our last podcast. Um, Shout out to our uh, sponsors from last week, uh, Boneyard Bullies and my guy, Britton Williams. Really appreciate any time we could get um, somebody sponsoring the podcast. It really... um, it really helps putting these local local brands on these local products on, and um, they believe in the podcast. So every time you see a, see a sponsor, make sure you, you know give them a follow or go to go to the place of business and just support. We the more we support support local business, the more we all win, y'all. If we keep it all local, we're gonna win. And um, again, y'all, make sure you follow us. And subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you find your favorite podcast. I promise you, the STS Podcast is going to be on there also. And I think we have the potential to be your next favorite podcast. Um, We got a... Man, I can't even tell you guys, but we got... A hell of a lineup, I think, coming in December. Um, I love the solo podcast, I really do. But I think we're gonna switch it up a little bit. Um, we're working on some some good guests coming on, and um, we haven't really tapped into that just because we're just we're still trying to figure out the audio. We're still trying to figure out um, the the format of the show. I know we're fifty nine episodes deep in in this. And we still got things to figure out. We still got things to be better on. And that's myself. I still got things I want to work on. I want to make sure this podcast is, you know, reaching its potential. Also, just with every business endeavor that I, you know, that I go in, I want to make sure that um, I contribute to making it the best it can be. So... Again, I can't um, thank you guys enough, man. It's it's real fun doing the podcast, and it's, um, it's a great way of therapy. And the listeners are just going up. The word of mouth is going up. Um, so if you guys are spreading the word, thank you so much, man. I can't thank you guys enough. Again, the podcast, the businesses, this is nothing without you guys. I, I can't stress that enough. Without the listeners, without supporters, we're not successful. I'm not successful. So I really appreciate you guys today. We have a lot to talk about on the pod today. This is episode 59. But before we go into that, let the D.O.C. tell you what you need to do. Now do me a favor. Let me in here. Now let's get into the shooting the shit and let me in your segment. We're not here to talk about any specific topic or objective in mind. I'm not here to change your mind. I'm not here to change your beliefs. I'm just here to spit my truth. I'm here just to vent about what's going on during the week. And we had a hell of a week in boxing. We got Crawford and Brooke coming up this weekend. Big belt. Free. I love the word free when it comes to boxing. Especially with this pandemic when the caliber of fights we're getting. I don't think anything's worth pay-per-view status. But um, one of our pay-per-view stars, actually, before we get into the Crawford and Brooke fight. Canelo Alvarez. Which we predicted a few months ago. He's now a free agent. Um... You guys know what's going on with Zone and Golden Boy. They weren't paying for his fees. Golden Boy wasn't um, satisfying DAZN's, um I guess they wanted some big fights, and Golden Boy didn't make that happen. In return, Dazone's not going to be paying for the licensing fees that these fighters need. And that takes money out of Canelo's pocket. And according to him, this is what they agreed on. No matter what bout he, um, he fought. And um, it's crazy. Um, the article states, and it might be true, that this might be Canelo's bi- biggest victory of his entire career without throwing a single punch. And this is from TheBoxingScene.com. It looks like um, Eddie Reynoso, who's actually is um, manager and trainer, states that in my role as manager and coach of uh, Saul Canelo Alvarez, I, I allow myself to communicate to the boxing community and to all of our fans that starting today on November 6th, Canelo becomes a free agent so we so we're ready to continue his boxing career and man you really um I guess some people are shocked by this, but if you kind of seen the patterns that Golden Boy has been um, presenting their fighters and how they've been going about treating their fighters, you can't be surprised by that. Um, and this is kind of a big move right now for Golden Boy. They lose, they're lose; they losing their cash cow. So what direction are they going in now? Are they going to be start leaning a little bit more on Ryan Garcia? Um, what's the next move for, Car- for Carnelo? There's a couple fights out there that I want to see. Is he going to be fighting Saunders? Is he going to fight um, Golovkin? for the third time. Is that what people want to see? Personally I wouldn't mind a third bout. Um it has potential for a four bout um battle in my opinion. Um as of right now it's it's um one fight per each and I think there was a draw. So we gotta see what happens. I would love to see a third fight. Um Canelo is um the superstar right now he is and people don't like to say I know we have Tyson Fury, um As a heavyweight, they say he's the face of boxing. Some people say Deontay Wilder's the face of boxing. Some people say Terrence Crawford's the face of boxing. Manny Pacquiao. But... With Latinos, with Mexican fans who I think are the backbones of sports still. Canelo Alvarez is the superstar of the this, of this sport. And we're going to see what's, what's going to happen. I, I hope he continues fighting. Um, To see him inactive, that really could hurt someone's career. We've seen a few boxers before. that inactivity does affect them. No matter what they say, there's always that ring rust. Um, being inactive, especially at his age, he's not 23, 24. where they could slide with an 8-month, 12-month layoff. He's about 30 years old now. So the fights need to come, and the fights are going to have to come at a consistent rate from here on out. Um, you know, we see fighters like Mikey Garcia, they're, you know, there are exceptions to the rules. He had a two-year layoff. Um, Thurman, you see Thurman, he um, had his first bout, I think was was Ho- Joselito Lopez, and he struggled. And he, then he got beat um Believe Pacquiao, Pacquiao now down the first round, so you don't want that. I'm a firm believer that this longevity, this, um, this, these long term layoffs aren't good for the fighter. Um, let's see what happens. I heard that Caleb Plant uh, might get the first shot at Canelo, and does that make sense to me? I don't, I don't know. He is a super middleweight, middleweight champ, and um, I know we have Caleb Smith in that division. Look at the division right now couple guys, I, um, even David Benitez, uh, Benavidez, I'm sorry, David Benavidez is a good boxer, he's a young up and coming boxer, he's only 23 years old, um, I, we, we seen him about 4 or 5 years ago when he was coming up in the ranks, always liked David Benavidez, he's, um, he still has a way to go. He's not as polished as they say he is, and there's nothing wrong with that. He's still young. He's only twenty three. Can he handle a Canelo Alvarez? Or is it was gonna be like a Canelo and Mayweather fight where he's you know he went up to bat too soon, and that's Benavidez's case. Benavidez is gonna to be too young to go up um, against Canelo. We shall see. The man is you know he is twenty two and zero, and um, he does have some hands. But I think the contender that the world wants to see is gonna be. Um, Billy Joe Sanders, Billy Joe Sanders, I believe there. he's, um, he, I think he has an O, I have to check that out right now, let me just look, that's why we have the laptop here, I've always been a BJ Saunders fan, a Billy Joe Saunders fan, I think he's one of the few fighters who are gonna be able to compete with Canelo and bring a different, um, range of styles against him, and, um, That's the fight I would love to see. I think when you're fighting, you know, you're in a division, you want to fight the top dogs. And I think Billy Joe Saunders is up there. He's actually 29-0, 14 knockouts. The man is no walk in the park. Um, He is a southpaw fighter. And you guys know how I feel about a southpaw going against Orthodox. It always makes it an interesting fight. It always makes it more challenging for for the Orthodox fighter, for Canelo. And, um... He is a you know I think we got to give Canelo his props. He does he does he knows how to box. He's a very good defensive fighter, but he has that power. And he the more he's moved up in weight, the more powerful he's getting. He's comfortable almost any weight, and that's rare. But that's that's why he's gonna become a legend. He's comfortable at any weight he goes to up down doesn't matter. He's really comfortable at that weight. He um he fits it really well. He has the strength. He's a smart fighter. He 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 could be a chess player in there. So I would love to see him against B J Saunders. I think it'll be a great fight um let's see what Golovkin has what does Golovkin have left in the tank Golovkin's been has another layoff too that's another thing that may uh, that may um give Canelo the advantage who knows um really interesting to see where Canelo Alvarez goes next um is he gonna be with PBC does he go with top rank does he start his own camp does he join a camp does he there's so many options for him right now, and I don't know if the money's is really... Um, of course, the money's the objective, but I don't know if that's the number one priority. I think he does care about his legacy. I think he does... We wanna, He wants to give the people... He want to give... I can't even talk right now. Goddamn. He wants to give the people the fight that they're going to respect him for, and we shall see. But Caleb Plant, if that's the next move can't really say, or David Lemuel, uh, how do you know how I say his fucking last name, those two fighters, I only want to see those fights, and I think he fought David before, don't want to rematch anything, the only rematch I'm really interested in seeing is against GGG, so we shall see what happens, Um, speaking of, we shall see what happens, let's see what happens this weekend, Bud Crawford, Terrence Crawford, Perhaps the best pound-for-pound fighter in the world right now. And a lot of people who I love, I appreciate their boxing opinion. Respect their boxing opinion. They say that Terrence Crawford is the best boxer in the world right now. He's going to go against Kell Brook. Kell Brook is 32 and 39 and 2. Sorry about that, Kell. 39 and 2. Terrence Crawford, 36 and 0. 27 knockouts. They meet this weekend in Vegas on ESPN. Always good to get a free ESPN fight. Um... Is it too late for for Brook? Brook, um, in, in in the meaning that you know, I know he's thirty four years old, but if you look at the last couple of losses he had, he got beat down by Golovkin, he got beat down by Spence. The last three fights, can't really say I know these cats as as contenders. Um, you know he he did farewell. We can't we can't say he didn't. He has two knockouts the last uh, two of his last three fights. He's proved that he hasn't lost it, but is it are those opponents Crawford Worthy? I only think they're in the same realm as Crawford. Crawford is um he's dangerous. He's one of those guys. He could be um Southpaw. He could be um he's an Orthodox fighter, he could switch it up. Um a lot of people compare him to um Hagler. And with Hagler, he's able, you know, he has that defense, he's able to move, he's going to keep you guessing every time, and when he switches up his stance, you're not prepared for it, and that's what makes camp so much harder, because you're going to have to double up, you're going to have to go against these South Park boxers, you're going to have to go get these. Orthodox boxers, you're you're training your mind for two different styles of fights. And it could happen at any time. It's not like he's going to let you know when he's going to switch up a stance. So Brooke is in for one hell of a night. It's going to be real, real interesting to see what happens for myself, Crawford, is one of the smartest fighters I've ever seen. Box. He knows where he's at at all times. He knows when to um, press on the gas. He knows when to let go a little bit. He knows when to go in for the kill. He knows when he has to. Um, he has his opponent where he wants him. He knows where he's at at all times. Crawford is a dangerous fighter, and he, like I said, when you could fight both orthodox and southpaw, you're a dangerous man. You know how to open the man up. You know where you know you know where the weakness is at, and I believe the reach is a little bit different too. Let me just confirm here. He has a fight. He has a five-inch reach, and that does make a difference, ladies and gentlemen, especially in, the, in this boxing game, um, especially when you're fighting both styles. Crawford's hungry to show that, you know. And Brooks is just a stepping stone for him. Brooks just another way to get to these big money fights against Spence, against Thurman, against Pacquiao. Crawford deserves these fights now, y'all. And I know the man's 33 years old. But. He needs to get these fights. I don't want to see Crawford at 37 fighting the getting These fights against Thurman, Porter, Pacquiao. If he's still around. Um, these top-notch um, welterweights. I want to see Crawford get these big money fights. Now, the man deserves it. He's probably the number one pound-for-pound fighter out of Omaha. Let the man... Get these big fights. It sucks that the politics of boxy prevents the best of the best um, to score off in the, in the squirrel circle. So it's really um, it's disappointing, man. We're not going to get to that right now, but I'm just really excited for this bout. You know, whenever we get some free bouts on ESPN, I know a lot of people will kind of let down with the Limachenko and Lopez fight, but I think this fight is going to be something that you guys got to tune in for. It's going to be a brawl. Um, Brooke could brawl if you've seen his bout against Porter the man could trade him the man's gonna do um whatever he could do to make sure that um he is victorious this Saturday and it's gonna be a really interesting fight make sure you guys catch that ESPN I'm really excited for that um Let's stick to boxing real fast. I want to tell you guys one thing I'm not excited about. Um, the World Boxing Council, if you guys know the WBC, that's, you know, one of many councils that fucking boxing has. We have 25 divisions already. We have four champions in each fuck each division. And I'm sorry for cussing, but I'm so fucking tired of these, um, these councils, WBC, WBA, IBF, you fucking name them. They have four different champions in one division, right, and... Man, it's going to be... It's going to get worse. Um, They actually announced today that... The cruiserweight division stops at 199 pounds, right? And after 199, you go into the heavyweight division. It's been this way for years. For years. And um, I think that's the way it should be. I think that's the way it should stay. Now they're going to add... Between the cruiserweight division and the heavyweight division, you're gonna add this 200 to 224 pound division called the Bridger weight. Um, I guess what they're trying to do is prevent these lighter fighters from 211 fighting these big fighters 265. Um, these fighters, such as um, it's crazy. I think. Um, I think Wilder's 220, he he went against Fury, Fury was 240, 250. Um, They're trying to really prevent bouts like that, which I don't think has any more room in the sport. This is why people stopped caring about boxing so long ago. This is why people don't give a fuck about the sport. They can't keep up with all the champions. how, How are champions supposed to mean anything if we don't know who the fuck the champions are? champions are supposed to mean something back in the day that's why Ali was great that's why Leonard Duran Hagler Hearns um Lewis every fucking fighter back in the day was meant something because we knew who the champ was we knew who the champ was and we knew you had to beat the champ to be the champ you had to beat the man to be the man that mentality is no longer in boxing we have four different champions, and every one of them thinks there's the man, but none of them wants to face each other. And the politics of the game, and no, no matter if it's the council they're holding the belt for, or the promotional company they're representing, or the managers representing them, they all politic together for they can avoid these fights, because they're going to get paid no matter what. And the only person who gets cheated is the fans. The fans, and especially the diehard fans, really give a fuck about boxing. And this is a horrible decision. We're going to add a 200 to 224 pound fighter called the Bridgeweight. And no disrespect to the young man who was named after. I know he's tried to save his sister from a fucking dog. But you guys are really trying to slide this division because you guys are representing some kid who, you know, protected his sister from a fucking dog who has nothing to do with the game of boxing. It's fucking horrible. And it's just a fucking political ploy for you. won't get any backlash. You won't be having anybody talking any shit because if you're talking shit about the weight class, it's going to be like, oh, what happened to the six-year-old that is? named after you should be happy that it's honored that um we're naming this division after him. No, this is not gonna slide. It cannot slide. It's a horrible fucking decision. Um, look at this. We and this is from the commissioner of the WBC we have created we have decided to create a new division inspired by the hero of humani- who, humanity sorry by the hero of humanity just 6 years old who saved the life of his little sister 10 years ago the WBC decided to move the limit of the cruiserweight division from 190 to 200 considering the weight of the athletes since they have undoubtedly grown in an extremely ex- impressive way the highest division heavyweight means the highest glory as the world champion in this category has been traditionally recognized as the most important athlete in the world, the Invincible One, the Gladiator. We have decided to create a new division called Bridger, as it is the bridge necessary to serve the large number of boxers who are between 200 and 224 pounds. This name is inspired by that hero of humanity, that 6-year-old boy who heroically saved his 4-year-old sister from an attack by a wild dog during the pandemic. That's great and all, but what the fuck does that guy do with the man who goes at 200 pounds? Knowing you're a heavyweight now, knowing that this is the big boys, this is where the big boys play. You want to get in this division, you're going to fight the top dogs in this division. doesn't matter the weight. Roy Jones is 199, 200 pounds when he fought Reese, and he fucked Reese up. I think he was under that. I think he was at 195, actually. And I know times are different, I know the athletes are superb, I know the athletes are getting bigger, they're getting stronger, they're getting faster. But that doesn't mean we add more divisions, add more champions, y'all. So disappointed by this decision. So fucking, it, 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 uh, it's appalling, it's it, it's 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 horrible. And I know we're for the safety of the athlete, but the, you know what? Boxers know what they're getting themselves into. Boxers know that they're leaving them piece piece themselves in the fucking ring every time they go out and fight for us. And now we're going to add another division and have another paper champion. And it's horrible for the sport. This is not going to get any more fans to the sport. I promise you. This is not going to add fans to the sport at all. This is going to make people like me say, fuck it. I don't want to watch this shit anymore. It means nothing. Why are we going to have fights that mean nothing? Isn't that against why we watch these fights? Where's the story at? Where, give me a reason to fucking be a fan of this this sport again, man. That's why Jones and Tyson are gonna get the fucking most paper revised by anybody because they they matter, man. Boxing don't know how to create boxers no more. Box that's crazy to think that, right? Boxing doesn't know how to create boxers anymore. And I'm not saying training boxers. I mean stars. They can't create a fucking star within their own sport, and they're trying to do this. You know, horrible fucking dedication to his little boy, which I have no offense. I'm glad he saved his little sister from the damn dog. But this is a horrible way to dedicate anything. This is a mockery to the kid. Adding another division to the goddamn sport of boxing. Horrible decision. And of course it's going to be by the fucking WBC. Mauricio Salaman, whatever the fuck his name is, he's the most crooked one out of all of them. They're going to just get more money. This is more money for their fucking council. They're going to have a fucking bridge of weight and have another champion. And they're going to get more sanctioning fees, more licensing fees to these damn fighters. And milking the fucking boxer for everything he has. Like they've been doing it since they've been established. Horrible decision by the WBC to have this. And I'm sorry, y'all. I'm venting, but it's just a piece of shit decision. And you hate to see piece of shit running the fucking sport you love. I love the sport of boxing. It's just... It's it's unexcusable. It's unexcusable. That's just my opinion. Let's get on to some good news, man. Good news. Um, I think you guys heard me for the last two years talk about how I want to work for myself. I'm a you know bit I'm a, a self employed businessman. Um, I don't want to have a boss anymore. I don't want to be working the eight to five gig no more. Um, there's other ways to do this thing. You know, I think I've always preached that we're wired, we're um, trained. We're taught that if we don't have the eight to five, you're not gonna survive. You're not gonna make it. You're not gonna be you're not gonna be anything in society. People are gonna look down on you and all that bullshit, cliche. That's wrong in the world, you know. I think anybody who wants it can go get it and you can make it happen. Um, this week, y'all, big announcement on my end at least. Uh I got a damn job, dude. Um, I guess, I can't say a real job. I think everything we're doing is real, but I think a career job. I'm starting my career now. Just recently got hired uh, with the Kern High School District. And I'll uh, be working for Highland High School. And it's going to be um, something different. It's going to be a challenge for me, but this is the start of my career. If you know me, you know I always want to become a teacher. And um, not done with school yet. Not done. Haven't got my degree yet. Still working on that. And um, it's a good it's a good way to open the doors to that. Um, you know, it's always good to pay your dues. It's always good to learn from these teachers and to help these teachers out. And I'll, that's what I'm going to be doing. And I'm really excited for that. Uh, I really want to teach. With, I really want to get back to the youth. I really want to be involved in educating the next generation. And I think that's my calling. I've always thought that. I'm a big history buff. I. have I really want to do this, and this is the opportunity that I've been waiting for, and it happened so fast, man. It's like, I can't believe it's good. I can't believe it. Um, interviewed on one day. Next day, I got hired, and it wasn't easy. It wasn't, um, you know, there's a lot of applicants for this job, and um, shout out to all of them who got it, who didn't get it. I'm sorry, um, but I got it, and it's it's amazing. I'm really, really um, excited for the job and the opportunity. I really um can't even put into words how excited I am and what opportunities this is gonna grant me in the future and the doors are going to be open for this job um, it's a lot of growth and opportunity that I'm really really excited for and I really appreciate all the kind words that everybody sent me the last week I uh, got so many comments got so many um, messages' telling me good luck and you know they believe in me and um, they're really excited for me also my family's ecstatic um, my dad's happy, my mom's happy, the grandparents are happy, so whenever they're, you know, whenever they co-sign, they re- they got my back, that makes me real happy, and that makes me um want to go at this 125%, there's nothing on the table, I'm gonna, I'm, I consider myself a professional in everything that I do, and um I really, 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 really can't wait to start my journey with Highland High School, never thought I'd be a, a, a damn Scott, <laughs> believe it or not, I'm, Gonna be a Highland now, and unfortunately, I have to leave Foothill High School, man. You guys know me; I've been there for about four years now, helping coach out help, helping coach basketball. That's what I love to do. That's what I've been doing in my spare time during the week. That's what I decided I wanted to do a long time ago. Was was help coach basketball, um, and that's gonna have to come to an end, sadly. And it, it breaks my heart, man. It really does. It breaks my heart so much because I'm an alumni at Foothill. take a lot of pride in that. Um, everything I've ever learned from coaching came from my guys, Dom and Wes. And telling them that I'm not going to come back next year and I want to be a part of something else, um, it hurts my heart a lot. One of the hardest things I have to do. It's going to be one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life because um, – you know, it's 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 bittersweet. It's it's cool to get another opportunity at Highland, but everything I've ever known, the only way I know is the foothill way. That's all I know. That's all I've ever been exposed to, um, as a coach. And um, it hurts, you know. It, I know we are all men, and as a man, as a person, as an adult, not just a man and woman too. You know, I think we all know as, as it comes to a, comes a point in our life that. You know, you got to grow and expand and, you know, sometimes that means moving on to different adventures, moving on to different opportunities, different places of employment, different spots, different, you know, different staff now. And it's, um, I thought about it for a long time. I thought about it. I know I had about three days to think about it. And I really consulted on myself. I said, what was, you know, what was the best decision for me? Um, I think if an opportunity was somewhere else, I probably would have took it also um, because to me, it's bigger than basketball. Basketball is fun. Basketball is um, inspiring. Basketball has gave me relationships that I've never had before with um, a lot of good friends, a lot of my players, um, a lot of responsibility. I learned a lot about being a mentor, being a better man, but sometimes you have to see that. It's not all about the basketball. It's about the opportunity you're gonna have as an educator, as a um, as a role model, as um as a way to start your career, and this is gonna be a good stepping stone for me. I think it's gonna be an excellent opportunity for me to grow as a man, as a as a businessman, as a educator, as a as um someone who's gonna be who wants to be a lifelong educator. Um, this is something I want to do. This is just one of the many, many, many endeavors that I want to be, you know, involved in now. My schedule's about to get a little bit more steeper. Um but again, it hurts, man. It does hurt to leave my guys behind. It does hurt to leave my got my players behind. It does hurt to um leave Foothill behind. I've all I've ever wanted to do was coach at Foothill. All I ever wanted to do was coach at Foothill. And um it was a dream come true. Uh, I've gotten so many opportunities there that I never thought I was gonna get. I never thought I was gonna be able to help with, you know, varsity, JV, coach, summer league, um, help with varsity, do just doing fucking stats, doing film, doing um, doing player scouting, doing um, even cutting some guys. You know, just the responsibility that I had. Um, that's all I ever wanted, man. I, I just wanted to be involved in something. That's bigger than me um, and it hurts, you know it does hurt to um to leave that behind, but unfortunately uh the show must go on, and the show's gonna go on on both sides, you know um, and um, it's all love still i g i'm I'm always gonna love for you, I hope one day um, I could come back, and hopefully, when I come back, I'll be teaching, hopefully, when I come back, I won't just be a walk-on coach anymore, hopefully, I'll be something, you know, I'll be in there now, I'll be somebody in the district, hopefully, I could be somebody who could, um, find an Ernie, and put him on the staff, and give him doors that had, you know, give him the same doors that will open to me, I would love to do that, that's part of the plan, you know, and, Again, man, I'm just really excited for this opportunity to um to do this, man. It's a real kick in the ass to get with them in school. I know what I have to do. Um, this is my career now, and we'll see what happens. I know that people ask me, "Is the podcast still going? Podcast still going? On. Nothing's gonna stop the podcast. We probably can't talk about some stuff that's uh, controversial, but hey, we're gonna just continue this. There's no bumps in the road here. We're gonna continue with the podcast all the way, man. And um. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm a Highland. I'm part of the Highland Scott family now, and I hope uh, it works out. I I'm really excited to start with them. Uh, don't even know about basketball. Basketball definitely helping my basketball, but who knows if we have a season this year with the way it's going right now with the pandemic. Um, I just really gotta focus on what's going on with um, my job, and I'm gonna just do what I can to do that. And if I can help out basketball, football, whatever sport they need help with, I am more than honored to do it. Um, really, really excited for the opportunity, man. So everybody who reached out to me, really appreciate y'all, man. It's 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 really really um, it's fun, it's um, it's life changing. It's something that uh I really really uh, I'm really proud of you know, tried for a while to get this gig, so, you know, you guys keep grinding, man, you guys keep applying yourself, and the universe is gonna provide, y'all, I tell you guys, all I tell everybody this all the time, if you have a good heart, and you really mean well in the world, they're gonna recognize that, if you're, if you're seeking the, you know, if, if you're seeking, man, the universe is gonna provide, you have to seek, though, you have to seek that positivity, that growth, and the and the universe is going to provide for you man it's so hard for me to explain how my how my beliefs are with god and the universe it's everything positive you know everything that's love everything that makes you feel good um, it provides man it just says, this isn't something that just said hey Ernie let's do this shit this is something that I worked I wanted to do for a long time I've always told myself I'm never going to get another job unless it's with the district of Kern the Kern High District and it's happening it's the, it's coming into fruition now And, um, everything happens for a reason, man. The timing couldn't be any more, um, perfect for me, um, it's something that I needed to. Um, I really wanted, you know. It took me three days to decide that I'm really gonna do this. And I'm more than I'm really confident in my abilities to excel in my job. I know I will. I'm I'm, I'm meant for this. And if you think and if you know you're confident, you're meant for something. You just gotta put your best foot forward. And once you put your best foot forward, you gotta let God and universe go because you gonna take it everywhere that you need to go. You're gonna do whatever you gotta do. And you, as long as you put your best foot forward, man. You, it's dangerous. You could, you know, the sky's the limit. And I know we're going to talk about biggie in a little bit, but the sky's really the limit, man. Just make sure you guys keep that love. Um, keep grinding. Keep working towards something because everything's going to happen. That door opens up, believe it or not, when you least expect it. And it's always going to come, man. The universe and, the, and God are going to guide you, man. Um, Quick update on my Tata, He got his hospital bed removed today. I don't know if y'all seen the picture on my Instagram. The man looks like he ain't go through nothing the last three weeks. Tata's bouncing back, and uh, he's feeling real good, man. He's been, you know, um, he's recovering really well. He doesn't feel any pain. Um, no complications from his um, procedure. He's sleeping through the night. Uh, Nana's getting stuff taken care of. We're still helping out. I'm spending that every day and during the week. Um, the family got some, you know, when I can't be there during the day and the weekends. And, uh, he's, his spirits are really good, good right now. He's a stubborn old man, but <laughs> we're definitely taking care of him. And it's a great, 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 great time. Um, even with my I know sometimes it's been really hard for him, but just the time that I get to spend with him and Nana has been really, really rewarding. It's going to be things I'm never going to forget about. Even when, I, and I, they always say when we're gone, mijo, you're going to remember this. And they're right, man. because these are special moments that you can't take away. There's going to be moments that I don't even talk about um, on the podcast because I'm, I'm I'm real stingy in my memories with my grandparents. You know, I want that to live within my heart and um, what. You know, it's been a great, great time taking care of Tata, honestly. I know he's been sick and I know he's been going through what he's going through, but it's been a great, great opportunity to be there for him and shout out to everybody who's been, you know, reaching out, saying, you know, good vibes, good prayers and just positivity. That's what we need. That's all That's, and everything else is gonna just happen the way it's gonna happen. We knew he was gonna be you know it's gonna be a challenge for him, but we really, really did well. You know, making sure he's comfortable, making sure that we're, you know, we're motivating him, and he's in great spirits. And it's all. Sometimes it's all about the mind. Where the mind wants to go, the body's gonna go. And uh, he's doing great. I'm really, really proud that we can help him out. I'm really happy for him. I always want, you know, we want our grandparents to be healthy and mobile. Um, you know, add, you know, more mobile, physically, mentally sharp. Um, we want that forever. You know, and it's awesome. It's um, you know, the grind's not over yet. It's we still got time. Anything, you know, still got lot, a couple more weeks, three, four weeks left to recovery. So it's not over yet, but we definitely see the the light at the end of the tunnel. And um, shout out to the family, man, because we're all doing a great job. And I know sometimes things are frustrating, but we work them out, and that's what family does. And um, it's been it's been an interesting ride so far. Um. I guess we could just talk about this, too. Uh, I don't know if you guys seen this. This is called the Big Homie Topic, <laughs> well, the Big Tommy Conversation. I don't know if you guys seen when Mike Tyson and Boosie Badass were talking on his podcast. And um, Mike Tyson was kind of just putting him not on the spot, but just asking him the hard questions. Uh, and I, I won't go into it all, but you guys look up the, in, the interview. And, you know, one of my friends was asking me, like, have you ever had anybody game you like that? Like, talk to you like a big brother and just tell you, yo, you're wrong, and I think we all need that, y'all, don't you guys, like, I got a couple big homies who told me several times, Ernie, this ain't the way to go, Ernie, you're fucking up, Ernie, you're wilding out, Ernie, you need to slow down, and this is why, or why are you thinking this way, when, um, if you think this way, you're, you know, you're wrong, and, If you guys don't have anybody like that, you ain't got to be a big homie and nothing like that. It could just be a friend who's telling you guys when you're wrong and just kind of get a deeper of, um... I don't know. I guess they're trying to deep dive on on your on your psyche a little bit, on your thought process, on your psychical, maybe your psychological defects, because <laughs> we know we all got them. Uh, I know I'm not perfect at all. The way I think sometimes, fucking wild with some topics, you know. Um, I'm stubborn too. So when you have somebody willing to um, really put you on a game, put you on the spot, I don't think we should take that as an insult. I think we should take that as um, as love. And there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with some with some tough love. And I believe a hundred percent that's what Boosie was getting from Tyson. Uh Boosie was getting that tough love. And um I think that's what we all need sometimes in life, man. I think that's what we all need um uh that's why we need respect too. You can't do that without respect. I think Boosie did not respect Mike Tyson. That shit would have went super sideways, super and it have went uh, that conversation when it went off the wall real fast. But I really do think that um we uh definitely need to res- you should respect your you know, your big homie, your, your older friend, whatever you want to call them. It's all about respect. And when they do, you know, they're going to come at you a certain way. Um, I don't react how I would with other people because I respect them. And um, it's love at the end of the day. And you got to recognize that. People with egos, people with, um, who think, you know, their shit don't stink or they're better than everybody. They don't need anybody. They don't take it like that. They take it as you're insulting them, you're dissing them. But if you're really, you know, a man who likes to be, um you're down to earth, you know, you know, where you're coming from, you're, you remember where you come from, um, you know, that's just love, and it's just, it's coming from the right place, and it was real interesting to see those two, there are two lions in the same room, and one of the lions is gaming up to the other lion, and the other lion, who's known for woofing, who's known to talk that shit, who's known not to get disrespected by anybody, is taking this from Mike Tyson, it's like, it's It's interesting to see that, it's a real interesting, um, some real interesting dialogue there, uh, you guys should definitely check it out, again, it's Mike Tyson and Boosie Badass, Lil Boosie, whatever the fuck you want to call him, um, I thought it was real interesting, because I could relate to that 100%, I know I have some friends who told me some things that if I didn't respect them, I wouldn't give a fuck what they say, um, Honestly, that's just how I operate. But I respect them, especially coming from my uncles, some of my friends. Um, you know, they look out for me, and I know it's all love. So I think we should definitely, um, we should definitely uh, be thankful for our friends like that. And uh, I think another thing America is thankful for this week, man, y'all. We've seen it, we heard about it, we waited. Let me get my earphones back up in here. I got excited. And um, I'm not going to be telling you, I don't need to tell you guys who you guys should have voted for. I'm not telling you guys why you should have voted for somebody who I voted for. But right now, we got the first presidential, I'm sorry, that's that's Ms. Harris's role. Um, We got presidential elect Joseph Biden as the 46th president in the United States. And um, we have the first woman minority vice president, Kamala Harris. Big day for America, y'all. We made some big moves there, man. It's um, real interesting what's going on. I know everybody's gonna talk about the five states that are still up for being called, and um, it's real interesting, man. I'm really happy with the turnout. I think that's one thing I really want to talk about today was the turnout for uh, for this election 148 million votes, y'all. So far, that I'm tallying, that's what's, what's that's what's going to be called the episode today 148. 148 votes, man, 75 million people voted for Joe Biden, man, that's the most, he received the most votes ever in a presidential election, the first was um, Obama at one time, and Joe Biden overtook that, and second is actually from this election also, Donald Trump received over 70 million votes, y'all, and it's crazy how people really fulfilled their civic duty, and um. I guess I could read you guys a statement um, that I put out, and I think it's the right thing to say, man. You don't have. I know people are going about this negativity on both sides. You know, a lot of people don't, you know, agree with Democratic views. A lot of people don't agree with Republican views. But the way I look at it is, um, some uh, some may love it, some may hate it. May God be with President Trump and President elect Biden. May the transition be peaceful and I wish President Biden the best of luck in his upcoming term as the 46th president of our great republic. Let's reun- let's unite amongst each other. Division, the division has been enough for a lifetime. Congratulations to vice president elect Kamala Harris, such a big accomplishment for women and minorities. And it is, man. It's um this is a big day for America. It's a big day um for obstacles that have been, you know, reached, that should have been reached long ago, it's obstacles that, um, you know, the world is, you know, recognizing now, um, a lot of people are really out there congratulating, uh, President-elect Biden on his big accomplishment, I think he was the underdog in this, believe it or not, I didn't think, um, I've, as much as I did vote for Biden, I did not think he was going to win this election. I thought there's going to be a lot more closet Trump voters. And you know what? Maybe there was. And just Biden won them over. I think the pandemic really fucked the president this, um, election. The way he's been responding to, um, you know, his failure to, um, uh, how do I say this without pissing people off? Um, you know, his pandemic response was really, really skeptical, um, his failure to denounce white supremacy is what really turned me off to any type of vote for him. Um, when once you see anybody um, ha- spilling hateful language, uh, bigotry, uh, being despicable, you know we've seen the video with the with the um, the Trumpers cornering cornering uh, this lady with a BLM sticker, and you know they're uttering the N word and they're calling wetbacks names, and they're doing. All this stuff, man. Because um, it's it, it you can't do, and they're all holding the U.S. United States flag. That's not what the United States is meant to be. That's not what our flag's supposed to be symbolizing—hate and negativity. It's supposed to be you no. Know, it's just our flag's supposed to represent freedom and liberty that pursuit of happiness, that inalienable, inalienable rights that we've been promised, and we have these, it doesn't matter if they're white, it doesn't matter what fucking color they are, they're all spreading hatred, proudly waving this flag, and that's what turned me off to this whole election, and it's sad, man, it's really sad what this country came to, you know, um, and I know it wasn't everybody, I'm just, it was the minority, but it just, that was, you know, the older oh, tone, especially what we see on the news every day, it was always something negative. It was always something negative. It was one of these fucks holding, doing something real despicable, but they're holding up this American flag. They're proud to be American while they're doing hateful stuff, and that's that's something that really flies with me. Um, that's really, really. That's where they lost me with the Trump, with the Trump um, administration, and. Um, I'm really, really hoping that Biden could turn this around. Just the morale of the country, the spirit of the country. Uh, make people really proud and wave that flag the way it's meant to be waved, man. Out of happiness and liberty and freedom. And um, just, this is going to be one of the biggest elections we are ever having in our lifetime. 148 million votes. Good God. That's like 65% of the country. That's great numbers. I don't think we, we may never see that again. Um, I always said this too. People may hate Donald Trump, but... The man made people talk about politics. He made people care. Because if they hated him, they're going to vote. They love him, they're going to vote. And that's, that's what happened. And the turnout was awesome. Honestly, like, 148 million votes. I don't give a fuck how they voted. They came out. They're doing their civic duty. And um, it's awesome. It's really, really awesome to see that that, that outpouring of um, support. Uh, and uh, I really hope one day... We'll have a, no more broader choice. we have we we'll have more choices. I don't know if the two-party system is going to be sustained throughout the next four to eight years. Um, and uh, we can't believe these polls anymore. And I'm going to tell you guys this. Um, I, it was just say it's 75 million to 70, right? Um, I believe it's like 50. Let me just check real fast here. The polls had Biden winning by such a wide margin As of right now, yeah, it was fifty to forty seven percent. Fifty percent voted for Biden, forty seven percent voted for Trump. Um, It's so crazy how these polls had Biden winning by so much more. That 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 margin of, I guess, uh, victory they had him up ten. I seen about seven to ten points, and it was. Three points. I think the polls are dead, man. The polls are dead. You cannot pay attention to these things anymore, y'all. Don't let these fucking polls persuade you to go in any direction. Um, It's a real, 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 real sticky situation with the polls. I don't know if I trust them anymore. Um, I could... I'm, I'm happy to. I guess I could just be a little bit... Um, I could brag of a little bit. I guess the last four presidents correctly. So i'm really happy joe biden won Kamala harris with this what this means for a woman in politics and government and big business and business and life in general this is a great opportunity to showcase to the world that we're still the land of opportunity this is where dreams come true this is where um freedom reigns supreme and um Again I'm not a Republican I'm not a Democrat but I am a constitutionalist so I am for respect of the highest office in the land I love my history so if President Trump does refuse to concede and um it's it, it's gonna be it's a mockery of the office um I know that uh, I know that. With this highest seat of the office, I know that people don't respect the office like they did because Trump is in there. Hopefully, we get that change in the next 48 years. But we definitely, the president should succeed. And if you're the losing candidate, you're. and if he's, he is the loser in this situation... But you have to be the bigger man. You have to be a pre- uh, somebody with prestige and honor and respect for this office. It's not for yourself, Donald. It's for the office. You have to do this. You have to concede. You have to help with the peaceful transition. That is the right thing to do. Not just as the president, but as an American. And, yeah, people want to talk about the, the recount. And that's not going to change anything. I'm sorry. And he does have the right to the law state that he has a right to recall. That's that's his fucking rise as a candidate. Any of these candidates have the right to recall if it's that close. Do I think it's going to get overturned? No. Do I think the media should be, you know, um, declaring winners? No. The people in the electoral college do that. All the way, but... Biden's the winner, and we have to face it, and we can't wish our president to fail, because, you know, we do that, if we wish our president to fail, that means we fail, that affects us, no matter what anybody says about, all oh, the president doesn't matter, yeah, I know that, no, you know, there's no such thing as a winner, because God's number one in my mind, I know how you guys think, that's fine, 100%, 100%, that's fine. But when you wish the president to fail, that means we fail. We cannot wish the president to fail. We need this president who's currently sitting in office to concede. He has to be a man. He has to be a professional. He has to show some fucking respect and dignity for his office. Every president has done it. If they like the man that's going to be sitting in his seat or not. If you guys look what Obama did that um. Eight years or four years ago when he had to give, you know, he he presided, I think it was the 19th or 20th when he was talking to Donald Trump about he's going to do everything in his power to make sure his team helps his team peacefully transition and do whatever they can to make sure he succeeds and he's successful that's something we definitely need to place upon, um, Donald Trump now, Donald Trump has to concede, Donald Trump has to be a man of some type of fucking reason, and concede, um, you lost Donnie, I'm sorry, and, um, I would have said the same thing if, Biden would have lost, okay? You have to concede as, you know, this is this is politics too, baby. This is the way it goes. There's going to be winners and losers here. There's no ties. There's none of that. There's going to be a winner or a loser. Those no participation trophies here. You could throw your shitty fits, and you guys have seen. He fight. He def- I think he fired his defense secretary. He's fired a few people, and that's nothing new. That's what he's been doing the last four years. It's been chaos in his administration. So we definitely need to make sure now also that Biden is in office with Ms. Harris. We have to hold them accountable for everything that they promised us also. We're talking about um, police brutality, racial injustice, student debt. Um, you know, that's something we talked about also on, um, on the Instagram you guys, you know, check, I throw out a poll once in a while and what matters to the people now that Biden's in office and, um, people are not going to forget this. He, you know, they gave us a lot of promises of what they're going to do for us. And, uh, let me just find this real fast. I'm sorry. One minute. Let me just look at this here. I asked the people, they're talking about, um, you know, even with the with the immigration policies right now, we have a lot of kids in cages right now. And I know that's something that was, you know, Trump's um, has always, you know, stated that that wasn't something he started. That was with the Obama and Biden administration. So now Biden, you're going to have the reins to this. This has to be eliminated now. The DACA citizenships. What are we going to do? We need to protect our DACA and our our dreamers. I have a few friends who actually have discussions with. It's really difficult right now to get these work permits. It's really difficult to become a citizen. We need to fix this. It shouldn't be difficult for someone who's been here since they were six years old, has a family established, no criminal record, who's worked their asses off and paid taxes to become an American citizen. It should not be difficult. It shouldn't be expensive. They shouldn't be spending their whole life savings just to be a citizen if they're a law abiding citizen don't give a fuck how they got here they're established we need to fix that um yeah definitely a lot of immigration policy especially um revisiting permanent visas daca recipients get citizenship um that daca students get citizenship i'm all for that um You know, people want, a lot of people are worried about our guns right now, our Second Amendment rights. Uh, They want these unconstitutional laws written, but I don't know if this party is the party to do that, honestly. Um, And that's something that came across my mind, too. I know a lot of people warned me, if you vote for Biden, you're voting for our guns to be taken away. Understand that, but I'm off of universal um, background checks and... You know, it shouldn't be that easy for a fucking uh, person who's kind of off their fucking rocker to get a gun. Because, damn, it's not that hard to get a gun in California, honestly. Um, It should be a little more difficult. It should be, everybody should, there shouldn't be any more loopholes. We should definitely take 100% precautions, and we should be 100% um, remotely sure. And I know we can't predict, who the fuck's going to go shoot? We can't say that, no. But we should take every precaution that we can as a society to put these guns in responsible gun owners' hands. That's all I'm saying about the topic. And I don't know how you do that. I'm not smart enough to answer that question. Um, And, you know, it's, um... Another thing I think Trump really lost the people was he made this mail-in ballot issue a. Uh, um a political um topic you know a lot of people were saying oh he's telling people if you vote mail-in ballots you're really you're succumbing to the views of the democrats who thinks we should or the democ the democrats <laughs> the democrats who um believe that we should uh, be locked down that we shouldn't leave our houses anymore and he really catered to that um that idea and i think that bit him in the ass i think most of the mail-in ballots were for joseph biden and um he divided the people you can't do that it's been like this since the fucking pandemic he's divided people with the mask with the mailing ballots with the lockdown um instructions or the lockdown procedures or whatever the fuck you want to call that it's been really really a lot of division in this country the stand the stand down stand by i'm sorry the stand down stand by statement with the proud boys horrible, and I know he denounced white supremacists in previous interviews, but we're talking about now, he favored some of that stuff, he really didn't take that seriously, he took it really lightheartedly, you can't do that, y'all, this is the same thing, if we're talking about any other racists, you know, saying let's kill the white man, we can't stand for that type of shit, it's despicable, it's really bigotry, any type of bigotry is, is horrible, y'all, I think we really need to, um... We need, we can't forget what we just got rid of. We have to hold Biden's administration just like any other presidential administration. We have to hold them accountable for their actions. We have to hold them accountable for the promises that they gave us while they were on this fucking campaign trail for the last eight months or lack thereof. We didn't see Biden a lot during the campaign trail. That strategy, they just let Trump dig himself in the hole and, um... Let's see what happens. I think it's going to be uh, real interesting that, um huh, you know, we got this vaccine now has a 90% um rate. And you guys know what? I'm not saying Trump's fucking the one who went in the laboratory, but he was one of the ones who who um went full force on this vaccine. And I really hope I want that vaccine for everybody. I honestly don't give a fuck who's in office when it, and it gets administered. But if it has a 90% success rate, let's do it. Um, anything a little higher? I think they're expecting a 65 to 70% success rate, but they're at a 90 right now. Thank God for that. Um, you know, we just seen Kern County going back into, I guess, that whatever tiers before the purple. I think it's the red tier. We're about to go back into that because there are, the numbers have been skyrocketing. I know the deaths are down. I think we finally figured out how to tackle this virus, but still, this virus is out there. This virus is real. Um, continue to mask up, y'all. Continue to, do, you know, take all precautions that you can. And hopefully, we were able to get these schools open. We're able to get these restaurants, these businesses back open to full capacity. Um, it's really important. This you know this election was really important, y'all. I know it was really suspenseful. You know, took about two, three days to call it. And I think that was all politics. And I think they were just winning. I think people were just waiting for one um, TV station to call it. And I think it was all Fox News. Once they said, all oh, Fox News calls it, we'll call it. They just wanted them to take that first step. And... Um, it it was a glorious thing man you seen the people um celebrating you seen uh, the the flags waving the united states flag it meant something man it meant that love that freedom that it meant everything that it was supposed to mean and you know and Again, I don't want to see people doing hateful shit with that flag around their arm, calling people the N word, calling Mexicans fucking wetbacks and spics and hating people because the only thing we want is an equal voice. We just want an equal opportunity. Because again, we're not the majority in this country. We don't get that benefit of the doubt. A lot of people don't get looked at because of the skin of their, you know, the color of their skin or the fucking way you, you, your, your last name is pronounced or the way that you look. Um, a lot of us don't have that uh, problem but some of us do some of us do get um, you know discriminated because of how we look how we talk uh, how we dress our sexuality the way our beliefs we get judged on all of that so, we just want an equal shot. We want an equal voice. We want an equal opportunity. So, I'm definitely um all for that. And I hope that's what Joe Biden represents for y'all. And, you know, he reached out to the other side. I hope the other side does figure out that this is what's best for this country. He's going to do whatever he can. Um, Hopefully, we can merge this country together. Fuck re- uh, Republicans and Democrats. Let's be Americans, y'all. And that's what we need. We need, you know, the chaos has been too much the last four years. We had enough chaos. Let's kill that now. Let's come together. And I think we can have some dialogue. And I think it's okay to reach to the other side. I think it's okay to find some common ground. Um, we're not enemies, man. We're never going to be enemies. We're not here. I don't want people killing each other. You know, the about civil war and all that. We don't need none of that. That's hate. We don't need no more hate. We had enough hate to last a lifetime, the last four years amongst everybody. Um... That's just my opinion on it. Again, here, I'm not here to change your opinion. I'm not here to change your beliefs. I just get, this is my therapy. (laughs) Honestly, this is my motherfucking therapy. Um, And I just wanted to say, rest in peace, Alex Alex Trebek, man. Um, All my life, I've seen that Jeopardy. Everybody knows Jeopardy. Everybody knows the game show. Everybody knows Alex Trebek. He was really open about his diagnosis with prostate cancer. Um, It's really sad that he's gone now, man. I know they're going to be releasing uh, the next like the thirty five episodes that he recorded two weeks before he died, so we get to see we're gonna get have our last moments with with Alex, and that's gonna be real nice. It's gonna be real surreal and bittersweet. Also, uh, praise to his family. We lost an icon, man. We been losing icons all year. Two thousand twenty, man. God got some angels up there. God really did. God got some um, got some good ones, man. So I hope you know. I hope that. um Man, I hope you guys stay safe. Hope you guys, um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to see any more R.I.P.s the people I know or people I looked up to all my life or my childhood. You know, I don't want to see no more of that. Um, I do like to see that the Notorious B.I.G. was entered into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We're gonna end the podcast on that note. You guys see that the you know Biggie Smalls, Christopher Wallace, the Notorious B.I.G., Brooklyn's finest, the Black Flank right. He is now inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Man, that was about 20 years too late. But it's a hell of an honor to be, you know, have him represent hip-hop and the culture and, you know, Brooklyn and East Coast rap, that gutter rap, that boom bap. Um, That's what he represents and just that, you know, he really had a life after his death. Like this, his accomplishments and all the achievements and all the accolades that he's received since he died. That's so much life after death for Biggie, man. And like you guys heard me a couple times, he's my favorite rapper. Biggie really taught me how to love rap, taught, taught me everything about rhyming schemes and rhyming patterns and, you know, different topics and how to have fun and how to be, you know, talk about that street shit. Uh, Biggie was the one for me, man. I, I, I he, You could learn so much about rap, just listening to um, Life After Death and Ready to Die. He really, he's inducted in the Hall of Fame on the strength of two albums. And um, it's a beautiful thing to see hip-hop um, enshrined like that it's really a beautiful thing to see hip hop still respected and respected in that type of world you know that rock and roll world there's, there's 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 some a1 entertainers a1 musicians in that um and that hall of fame that's a legit hall of fame um it's it's awesome to see that man it's awesome to see you know, the king of hip hop uh, represented like that and enshrined forever he lives on forever the legacy is always the legacy's never going to die and, um, I hope you can, and I don't know if, how many youngsters listen to this podcast, but y'all got to pop in, they're ready to die in the life after death. Um, it's real beautiful hip-hop, and no, it's gutter, it's real, it's storytelling at its finest. Um, it's some beautiful stuff, and it's one of my favorites, it's, it's, it's my favorite rapper, and, uh, no one can rap like him, he's the epitome of hip-hop, he's the epitome of an MC. he's the epitome of a, of a, of a, um, bars. He does that. Biggie really did that. It was effortlessly. He rapped the way I talk, the way I breathe is how he rapped. He made it look so easy. It's so easy. It's so easy for me to get on the podcast and just talk. The way he he rapped, he made it look easy, like you could do it. There was no effort. And there's not many rappers who could do that. So on that note, y'all make sure, man, you guys follow us on the STS Podcast six six one on Instagram and Twitter. Subscribe to us, man, on Apple Podcasts, Google iHeartRadio, wherever you find your podcast. The STS Shooting the Shit Podcast is going to be on there. Make sure you you leave a review. We need the reviews, y'all. We need the subscribers. Um, the more you know, love we get, the bigger the podcast is going to get. Spread the word. If you guys need an STS um, DJ ec three sweater hoodie. Um, shirt whatever you guys need man i got you guys just hit me up make sure we get your order out and we'll get that out in a timely fashion again my name is dj sorry i, think I thought i was dj for a second my name is ernie c the gap Tube genius this is the sts podcast episode 59 147 million is that the right word 147 million we're gonna name it 147 we out